Welcome to Always Reading Novels and Watching Movies. This is the podcast that's all about novels, movies, and TV shows. Today, I want to talk about novels. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you who my favorite authors are, because you may love their books too. So first of all, you have to determine and decide for you what makes an author your favorite. Ask yourself different things and think about different things that get you to actually say and point out who your favorite author is. And that's my favorite author. So for me, I'm just going to tell you what makes an author my favorite. Because maybe you can resonate with this or this may give you ideas on how to figure out who your favorite author is. So for me, when I feel that someone is my favorite author, there's things that are brought to me that stand out to me and that I notice. So obviously, I love their books. And when I say I love their books, I'm talking about the majority of their books I love or I like. And sometimes every single book that they have written or that I have read of theirs, I love or I like. So that's what that is. Even if I absolutely love a book so much by an author that it actually is my favorite novel, but I don't really like their other novels as much, or I don't really care to read their other novels or am that interested in reading their other novels, that can't make them my favorite author. For me, I have to love or like the majority of their books that they have written or that I have read from them. That's the first thing. The second thing is that I have to really be drawn to their books. And there's a number of things that can draw me into a novel. I'm very picky about novels and TV shows. I'm not picky about movies, but I have my favorites with movies. So for novels, I'm very picky. So that means I narrow it down into what I feel draws me to a novel. So obviously the first thing that would draw me to a novel would be the subject matter, the theme, what the novel's about. It has to be something that interests me, that I want to know about, that I want to read about, that I love for me to be drawn to it and start to read it. And the reason I feel like you have to be drawn to a novel for you to figure out who your favorite author is, is because if you're not drawn to a novel, you'll never read the novel and you'll never know about the author or even give the author a chance to be your favorite author. So you have to be drawn to the book, first of all. Another thing that draws me to a book is the cover. I always go for the cover. I definitely do. I know that maybe some people don't agree with that. But to be honest, when you're looking at books, the first thing that you pick up on is the cover. So that really is one of the things that draws me in. And the third thing is, you know, once I know what the book is about, after I have read the synopsis, I believe is what it's called, about what the book is about, whether that's on the 
back of the book or the inside of the front of the book, I go and turn to reviews. Now, some people may disagree with reading reviews because reviews can have a lot of weight and they can have a lot of power and influence if you let them and if you see them that way. So it doesn't matter if the author has so much hype and praise around their books. If you see one horrific review, that's going to make you think if you let it. It's going to maybe turn you away from the book or turn you off from the book if you let it. And if you see an amazing, incredible, stellar review of a book, it's maybe going to want to make you read the book. It's maybe going to draw you to the book if you let it. So there's a balance between you know, thinking for yourself and staying in touch with what you like and what interests you and what you want to read and going by what other people say about the book. And you can do both. So for me, especially when I'm going to spend my money on a book, I go to the reviews. And there have been reviews that have helped me to not buy a book. And I know that may not always be the best thing, but I feel like it gives me more insight into having room to make other books a priority to buy that I think I would like more. So if I read a horrible review or a negative review, then that may help me to see, okay, maybe this book isn't the one I should look to right now. Maybe I can go back to it later. Maybe I should just, you know, focus on this one for now. And also when I say I look at reviews, there are reviews that I look for. And I'm talking about reviews that are descriptive, in-depth, and helpful. Not reviews that trash books for really no reason. Not reviews that trash books just because they don't like it. But reviews that help you get insight into what the book really is that points things out about the book and that really helps you to see if you would want to read it or not. Those are the types of reviews I'm talking about and they could be five star, four star, three star, two star, or one star. Just because a book, just because a review is a one star doesn't mean it is, you know, degrading the book or you know, harshly criticizing the book. It, it may be for other reasons that people don't think they, that it is. And just because a book is a five-star review doesn't mean the review is praising the book and saying it's incredibly amazing. You know, there's different reasons that people give those stars for the reviews that they write for the books that they've read. So that's the other thing. The reviews have to be helpful and, you know, not necessarily critical, but helpful to the reader to decide, hmm, am I going to read this book or am I going to go with another book that I want to read first? Because the thing is, there's a lot of books that I want to read. And I keep track of that through Goodreads. So if there's a few books that I'm looking at to buy, especially if they're on sale in the ebook version, then I am going to go with the I'm going to buy the book first that I feel like I would want to read more. And the reviews help me to do that. The helpful reviews. That's what I'm saying. 
So just because I read a bad review doesn't doesn't mean I'm not going to ever read the book. Like there are some books that I have seen that have had sales and deals for ebooks and I was looking at buying them and I went to the reviews and some of the reviews pointed out some stuff that they, you know, noticed about the book that I didn't necessarily like as much as I thought I would, so I didn't buy the book. But that doesn't mean that I'm still not going to read the book. The the book is still on my to-be-read list. That's what I'm saying. So you have to go with what you feel, and you don't give reviews all the weight and all the power and influence that they can have. But if you let them, they can definitely cloud your judgment and your perspective and really get you to question, what do I really want to read? What do I really want to like? So you really just have to stay grounded and stay in touch and in tune with what you want to read and what you like. So those are the three things that really make me, you know, want to read a book in the first place. But the other thing that makes me feel like someone is my favorite author besides the fact of how many books I like of theirs, the majority of it, or, you know, what, what makes me even want to read the book in the first place is also after just reading one of an author's books, that's not going to help you determine if they're your favorite author or not. I really feel like you truly have to read a few of their books to really say that they're a favorite author of yours. So that's the third thing that makes me decide helps me to see if an author is my favorite or not is after I have read a few of their books do I notice that they continue to put in a book what I love what I want do I you know realize things I didn't realize before do I learn things that I think is inter- are cool interesting and helpful you know, is there something that I just love about their books that continues to happen as I read them? That's the other thing. So those are the three things that, are, that really help me determine, you know, who, I mean, if an author would be my favorite or not. And that's just really important for you to determine, I guess, because once you know who your favorite authors are, it really helps you to narrow down, you know, what you're looking for in a book, basically, that could go with it pretty well. So I just really like to keep that in mind. And it's just, there's, you know, there's other things too, but those are the things that come to my mind the most. So I just really love, you know, learning this and seeing this as I go, as I read more novels and everyone is so different and they have different writing styles in different ways. So that's always a lot of fun. Another thing is I want you to really, you know, stay open-minded in a way. Like, even though I don't like to read like thrillers, suspense, mysteries, romances, sci-fi, those are not the type of books that I like to read in YA. It's just not the type of genres that I'm into, but I do read them sometimes. I mean, you know, my favorite is historical fiction. It's more broad women's fiction, but it goes into more of like the subject matter that I get drawn to and things like that. But I still stay open-minded and read in other genres that I normally wouldn't because it just 
opens up so much more for you and it really helps with your enjoyment and your love of reading for sure. So you always want to stay open-minded and flexible with that. And I just really want to say that no matter who you decide your favorite author is, there's always room to have more favorites. Even though I only have three favorites at the moment, that can definitely change. I know that these three will probably always be my favorite authors. For sure, that never will probably change, but... Also, I know there's always so much more room for more favorites. It's just that I haven't read a ton of different novels yet, which is why these podcast episodes that I have about novels aren't going into any specific novels yet because they're, I haven't read like a ton of novels yet. And I want to have read more novels before I really go into a specific novel in an episode. But I know that that's, a lot to look forward to, you know, having, giving room and having the space to have more favorite authors and to be open-minded and to be flexible in my reading with novels. So I always make sure to do that. Okay. So my three favorite authors for different reasons. Now I'm going to start off with the first author that I really decided was one of my favorite authors. And we're just talking about novels here, obviously. The first one is Gigi Levangi. A lot of her books were under Gigi Levangi Grazer, but now it's Gigi Levangi. So she was the first author that I really read. You know, I, you know, in high school, you learn, you read these books that you don't really want to read, but it's just a part of your classes. And then in college, you may do the same. And I actually have a degree in English, but all the stuff I read in college, I didn't really like or understand. So I didn't really like to read until my early 20s. And yeah, I was in college at the time, but I just wasn't reading in college what I really would have decided to read on my own. So I didn't really love to start reading until my early 20s. And Gigi Levangi's book, well, it was Gigi Levangi Grazer. The Starter Wife, that book is the first novel that I read in my entire life that I love. It sparked my love for reading. And novels have become my favorite reading. I love to read novels more than anything else. So that is why... It has, that book has such a special place in my heart because of that. But if I didn't like her other books that I read as much as A Starter Wife, then she wouldn't be my favorite author. But like I said, the other books that I have read of hers, I love just as much as that book. So that's why she is one of my favorite authors. And there's a lot of different reasons, but after I read The Starter Wife, and then I saw the show and I really liked it too, but... You know, I really love what she has in her books. It really gives the experience of a woman going through different things in her life, mostly about relationships. And she makes it fun to read. And she puts humor in there, even though what the woman may be going through sucks, you know? So she makes it 
funny and lighthearted, but not fluffy, if that makes sense. You know, her novels have depth, and they're so much fun to read. And they're about things that women go through, whether it's a divorce, you know, an ending of a different relationship, finding out what they really want to do, and just the experience of being a woman. So I just love that. And, you know, after I read The Star Wife, I read some other of her books. I have read Queen Takes King. I have read The Afterwife. And I have read, I think that's all, but I don't know. Maybe there's another one. There's some, I haven't read all, I haven't read all of them actually. But... I just love it because when I want to read a book, I want it to be fun. You know, I just want to like, I, it doesn't have to be lighthearted or serious. I just want it to be fun. So I don't really read the serious, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching books. I definitely watch movies like that. But reading novels like that, just I can't get into as much. So I just love the fact that she takes things and makes them enjoyable to read. Because some people may not want to read about subject matter like that, but the way that she does it is really great. Those are the books that I have read of hers. Yeah, it was those three. And I like them. I love them all. So I'm like, yeah, I see something here. And, you know, I will continue to read her books and hopefully she comes out with more and more often. But some authors just don't write as often as others. And that's okay. I would rather an author do what's best for them and what they feel than, you know, doing something they don't feel is right for them. So whether that means not writing as often, that's totally fine. Because when you love an author and it's your favorite author, when you find out that they're going to come out with another book, if they haven't in a long time, that just makes you even that much more excited to read and can't, like, can't wait for it. It'll be so much fun, you know, looking forward to more of her books, you know, if she decides to do that. And there is still one of them that I haven't read, Been, Been There and Married That, I think is what it's called. That was her newest one in 2020. Yes. And so... I think that'll be a lot of fun to read and looking forward to that. It's always great when you have a favorite author that you still haven't read all of their books because that just lets you know that since they're your favorite author, you're probably going to love or like their books and that gives you something to definitely look forward to. The other favorite author of mine that I decided is a favorite author of mine is Beatrice Williams. Her books have a special place in my heart, and I will always remember, because she introduced me, her books introduced me to historical fiction. Now, there are tons of movies that I've seen that are, you know, actually in the times that these historical fiction novels are are, are written in. So, like, you know, I've seen so many movies from back then and all of that, and I just know what that feels like. I have that feel like I know what it's like 
to, you know, see it and all that. Reading about it is just as fun. And the first book I read of hers is Tiny Little Thing. So I read other books of hers as well, and I still haven't read all of hers. But after reading Tiny Little Thing, it just made me realize that I wanted to read more books like that. Because it was, it was a lot of fun and a lot going on. And you get to learn about that time and things going on. And the way that she writes makes you feel like you're there. She puts you there and you can just see it. And her, her characters that are women really stand out. They're not the typical, you know women heroine characters that have no personality or nothing to them really to be honest I've read a lot of books like that and that's just unfortunate but it is what it is so I love the fact that she really you know writes these characters that you remember and that you want more of reading her books are a beautiful experience they really are and she really does take the care and effort to make that experience amazing for all of her readers. I know she puts a lot of research into it, a lot of effort into it, and she loves it. And it's just, it's so, it's such a great experience reading all of her books. And they all are historical fiction. So after reading Tiny Little Thing, I was like, well, I want to read more books that are from back that are set in times back then. And then I started to read more of her books, but like I said, I still have a lot of them that I haven't read of hers. I have read A Hundred Summers. I have read Tiny Little Thing, Her Last Flight, A Certain Age, The Wicked City, and that's it so far. But like I said, there's a lot more. And she is one of those writers that consistently writes every year. So that's really exciting and amazing. But yeah, I mean, you know, historical fiction has become my favorite genre because of reading Tiny Little Thing by Beatrice Williams. And I'm so grateful that she is the first historical fiction author that I've read of that genre. Because if I were to read a different author of historical fiction, maybe historical fiction would have not been my favorite genre, but I don't know because there's a a lot of amazing historical fiction authors, but I really, she, you know, even out of this genre, she's my favorite author because she's my favorite historical fiction author because I feel like she does it so well and all of her books, like after reading them, you get that feeling like you just want more. And you don't get that with all books. You really don't. So I really love her books. And, you know, I'm glad that she writes consistently every year. The other favorite author that I have is Leanne Moriarty. So her books have everything that I'm looking for. And I always say that. Because that really had me decide, yeah, she's one of my favorite authors. Because her books have surprises, they have secrets, they have suspense, mystery, humor. They're about relationships, they're about women, and women are the center of it. And that's really the books that I love the most. 
I know that it's not the best thing to not read an author just because he's a man, but that's really what I do a lot of times because I want to read books with women at the center of it because I'm a woman. So I really gravitate more obviously towards women authors and there's barely any male novelist that I read. Now I've read some by, by men and I, and I liked them. And that, you know, even one of them I read, I loved so much that I would read his book again. That was a novel. But for the most part, I just really always go for women novelists. And it's because of how they do it and how I feel reading them. And because they obviously know how to write a woman probably better than a man does since they are a woman. And the woman is the center of the story. And you really get to get inside the character's head and her thoughts and like what she's going through and go on the journey with her. And I really like how Leanne does that for the woman. So all, so her books are really a fun ride. And I'm telling you, you're going to feel everything when you read her books. You know, also with Gigi Levangi and Beatrice Williams, you'll feel all emotions reading their books too. But what I mean is Leanne Moriarty just always has all of that in her books consistently. She has the, you know, like I said, all of the different things going in there that I look for, like secrets are always fun, you know, and there's mystery, there's suspense, you know, there's emotions, there's humor, there's relationships, it's about a woman, you know, there's, some of it is serious, but the fact that she does it all in one book, all in a book, all in all of her books, really makes it a lot of fun. I haven't read all of her books, but I have read Big Little Lies, and then I watched the show, and I watched, I read the book way before I watched the show. And it is one of the few... I need to do a podcast episode about this. I just had the idea. It is one of the few books that I enjoyed the show equally as the book. Because every show or movie that I've watched that has been adapted from the book, I always like the book better. So that just tells you something right there. I believe that Leanne Moriarty was a part of the show in a way like she was involved somehow I don't know if she wrote on it or she produced it or if she consulted on it but she was a part of it so that I believe that helped a lot and I also read The Husband's Secret What Alice Forgot Truly Madly Guilty so those are the ones I have read and I love them all, probably equally. I don't even know which of my favorite is. It's really hard to say. It just, it is, it is hard to decide. I, I just can't even tell you which one. My I mean, I don't know. The Husband's Secret, probably, maybe. But, and it's cool because all of her books are getting adapted into a limited series, into a TV series, or into a movie. So that's always fun to look forward to. But like I said, just reading her, you get an experience every time you read someone's novel. But with hers, you get the experience of a woman and all the different feelings she's feeling and the emotions she's going through and the hardships and the fun and the successes really intimately. So I love that about that. And like, you know... Every single book I've read of hers has something that I did not see coming. 
And that is so much fun to read. You're like, whoa, I didn't see that. I didn't think that was going to happen. It's not predictable at all. At all. And that takes a skill. And I feel like, I feel like she's so masterful at writing. And you know, she doesn't write as often as Beatrice Williams, but she writes more often than Gigi Levangi. So you, you know, you have that range. Like some people will write a book every two years. Some people write a book every year, even more, even a few times a year. And some people won't write a book for 10 years or or whatever, but either way it goes, once they're your favorite author, they're your favorite author. And it doesn't matter what they put out. You want to read it. Like you just do because you're like, well, I loved that many of their books. I'm sure I'm going to love another one of their books. And some books you may like more of theirs than you like of their others. But regardless, the majority of their books that you have read, you love or like them. And that's just what it is. So I just love that. You've probably heard of these authors. But if you haven't, I just wanted to share them with you. And, you know, if if you want to read something that's woman-centered... If you want to get into historical fiction or if you just want to read about relationships and about what women go through and maybe you can resonate with it, maybe you'll find it fun, check their books out. But I just really want to say if you have never read historical fiction before and you're interested in it, please read Beatrice Williams because she would be such an amazing introduction um, to historical fiction for you. That would like be my gift to you. Is, is recommending reading Beatrice Williams as your introduction to historical fiction. She does it the best, in my opinion, even though I have not read every single historical fiction author, obviously, but really, I love her book so much. And, you know, another reason I love Beatrice Williams' books so much is because she focuses more on the characters than she does of the plot. And that is something else that draws me to books. I'm like that with movies too. I'm more interested in the characters than the plot. Obviously the book has to be about something that I'm interested in or that I want to read about, that I like, that I want to learn about, all these things that I want to know more about. But they really have to be about the characters and Beatrice Williams doesn't just focus on what is happening, what events are happening during that time. Obviously they're a part of the book, but she focuses deeply more into the characters' lives. So I love that so much because I know that there's a lot of historical fiction books that focus more on the events. There's so many World War II uh, historical fiction novels, and those are not my favorite ones. When I look for... It's hard sometimes to find a historical fiction novel that's not about World War II. World War II is such a huge, huge topic and subject in historical fiction that it kind of dominates the genre sometimes. So you really just have to sift through and make an effort to find, you know, books that are, books of historical fiction that are not about World War II. And Beatrice Williams, you know, she does that well. So I love that so much. You don't really have to pay attention as much to what the events are in that time, but just more so go through the journey with the characters. And that is what I love about Beatrice Williams' books the most. So... What do I love about Gigi Levangi's books the most? The fact that they are like the funnest books for me to read. Hands down. What do I like about Leanne Moriarty's books? Is that she always has everything in her book that I want. 
And those are why they're my favorite authors. I mean, that is why they're my favorite authors. So yeah, I really think it's important for you to know who your favorite authors are once you start reading more novels, because then you can read more of their books. And then also it opens you up to more authors that you may have not known about before. You know, if you're looking, if you love Leon Moriarty's books, there's a lot of books that people, there's a lot of novels that, that may compare to hers. They're not the same, but they're like similar and what, what they have a theme going on about. And so that's always helpful when you, you know, you're looking for something to read. If you know who your favorite authors are, you can try to find books that are similar to theirs. Not exactly the same, obviously, but like have a similar theme going on or more character driven, you know, or about these topics, have this kind of thing going on with them. That'll help you to find books like there's that you, you know, might have, you know, another favorite author. So that's always cool because you'll find a lot of books that, you know, are compared in Leon Moriarty's probably and Beatrice Williams because there's so many historical fiction authors. So that's really, um, it's really good idea to, uh, to know who your favorite author is because that opens you up to more authors that, you know, may end up being your favorites too. So I just also wanted to talk about real quick, something I realized lately that has been so much fun for me and that I love and am appreciative of, which is the fact that there's so many books that I want to read and they go on sale quite often. And I just really can't believe I didn't think about this before or do this before but I read a lot of ebooks now because they're easier to access I use the Libby app and I connect library cards to that and I can get it within seconds and I've also started to buy ebooks because I always have it forever I can get it within seconds it's easy to access I don't have to wait for them and all of that so I have found that there is a sale like every day on Amazon for ebooks. And then sometimes they will only be on sale for a day. Sometimes they will be on sale for 30 days or even longer. And they'll have them in different categories and everything like that. And, you know, I never looked into that before. And I don't know why. I guess because I was more drawn to physical books, which I still am. But I realized that, you know, reading ebooks is definitely a great way to read more of the books that you want to read. So I would buy a book for 99 cents, 199, 299, 399 or 499. And that is so priceless to me because if it's a book that I'm so excited to read, especially a newer one, but it is com- consistently checked out at the library where you have to wait 6 weeks or something to even check it out then you can buy it for a few dollars, literally, and you'll have it. And who knows, it may become one of your favorite books. You never know. They may become one of your favorite authors after reading a few more of their books, after realizing, hey, I love this book. Let me read more of their books. So that is so, so cool. And I'm glad that they do that. So I really always look for those. And you can even sign up on Amazon for their emails, and they'll tell you in the emails what is on sale. 
And then another one is book bub. B-O-O-K-B-U-B. So they're another one that I just came across somehow. And you can get their emails too. And they'll tell you what's on sale. And you know, it doesn't have to be Amazon. It can You can get your books through Barnes & Noble. You can get your books through Apple or any other digital format that there is. They will have that in their emails. And you can, you know, click on the link and read more about the book or go to buy it on whatever platform, whatever way you want to. So they always have it that way. And with BookBub, you can narrow it down to your interests and your likes. So you can create a free profile or whatever account, whatever it's called. And then, you know, they'll send you emails based on your interests and your categories. You can even go into BookBub on the website and search for what's on sale, what deals are going on in different categories. So they really can, you know, narrow it down for you. You can filter them out. And you can do the same on Amazon, but on BookBub, you know, you get to pick your interests and they, they send you emails based on where your interests are. And that's really cool. So that is another great way to find sales going on, on eBooks. And then the other way is to sign up for newsletters of publishers, you know, different publishers. I sign up there. I sign up on their emails Let's see which ones I have. I mean, there's a lot of them, but I have Simon and Schuster. They will send me emails about what ebooks are on sale. And a lot of these ebook sales are limited in time. So you just want to be mindful of that. I also have different publishers, I'm sure. I just have to sift through it and, you know, there's different emails about different things. So just look for that. And that's always cool. Um, the other way is social media, obviously. Uh, more so Instagram than TikTok. More so Bookstagram than BookTok. But you, you know, you follow the authors that you like. And you follow the Bookstagram accounts that you like. And they will have posts about, and they'll even post in their stories about deals and sales going on. And some of these, even though I get the emails from BookBub and Amazon and different publishers, I would not have known about some of these ebook sales for books that I absolutely can't wait to read if it wasn't for following some of these bookstagram accounts and some of these authors on Instagram. Because, you know, the emails that you get from BookBub and Amazon, they can't tell you every single book that's on sale in the email. That's why it's important to go to the BookBub website and Amazon website and go into... Literally, I'll go to Amazon.com and I will search Kindle ebook deals and then that's it. And you go through there, you go through the one day deals they have going on, you go through the longer deals they have going on, you can go to different categories and you can also do that in BookBub as well. And, you know, that's the only way to see every single one of them. But sometimes, you know, you see that an author's book is on sale that the in the ebook format and they share it in their stories they post about it or someone else posts about it in their stories and tags the author. You know, those are ways that you can find out about stuff that you may not have found out about if you were just looking at the Amazon emails, the publisher emails and the BookBub emails because there's different, you know, there's so many different sales going on. So you have to go through all of them. Uh, if you go to the websites, you can do that. But yeah, I mean, that's been so great to really be able to have such easy access to books that I really want to read at that price. And 
I love that. So just, you know, that's something that you can do if you're looking for books that you want to read, but the library always, libraries always have them checked out or, you know, you don't want to spend, you only have a certain amount of money to spend on it, or you just want it really quick and you don't want to wait for it, then these ebook sales are perfect for you. So those are many different ways to find those. And I love that they have that. So I'm really grateful for them to bring, I'm really grateful for them and that they bring the attention of uh, the ebook sales going on. Because a lot of them are books that I have wanted. I literally have bought like 20 or so of them, you know, recently because of the sales that I've been going on in their books that I really have been wanting to read. So that's always fun. That's always good to look for. And I just want to share that because that's something I realized recently and I couldn't add that in the episode that I was talking about because I didn't know about that then or really even pay attention to it then. So yeah, that's always something to look forward to. So yeah, I mean, just, you know, find out who your favorite authors are and then that'll open your reading world up even more. So follow at always reading novels on TikTok and on Instagram and keep listening to this podcast. Please rate it, subscribe and leave a review on Apple podcast, share it with anyone who you think will love it too. Thanks so much for listening and thanks so much for being here.